Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. Adam Comer has been set free from the grips of addiction. He went through the S2L recovery program 10 years ago, but didn't stop there. He's now an ordained minister who studied at the Liberty University, including in his studies were leadership, people management, Christian counseling. He works in Middle Tennessee, but he's also played a huge role in making the program there one of the most successful in the country due to the recovery success that they've had with addicts. He's also the executive producer and director of the Christian-centered, powerful documentary called The Forgotten Pandemic, which I've, I've seen. I got a, a screener of it, and it was, it was very powerful. And so we're extremely happy to have Adam with us today. Adam, welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. No problem. To start with, do you mind if we go over kind of your history and what got you to where you're at and how God changed your life or what changed your life? Sure, absolutely. So, gosh, where to begin? I'll give you a ten thousand foot view. How about that? Oh, I'll give that you a flyby. Good. So we're not we're not on the on the podcast for two hours. But so I, um, gosh, I was I was born into a good family. Uh, both my parents are teachers, and my dad's a coach. Uh, did not have any trauma drama that I can recall, or remember, or that I've been told about. Played sports, had great friends, popular girlfriend, went to college, you know, grew up in church as well. Don't want to, don't want to skip over that. Went off to college and just kind of went wild. First time kind of away from any parental guidelines and just really dove into a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, a lot of drug use. And then around that time, Hurricane Katrina hit Mm. and I was, I moved down to New Orleans and uh, injured my back and was introduced to some real powerful prescription pain medication. Uh, and the moment okay. that I took that, uh, something had clicked in me like, this is what I've been missing my whole life. This is, this mm. is what I've been, uh, where has this been all my life? Right. Yeah. And I mean, people know the story. It's so rampant now. I, you know, I'm, I'm probably telling someone's story even as I'm telling my story, but, uh, just progressively, progressively got worse to the point where I couldn't do anything without it. It was no longer to mask or numb or deal with pain. It was to get up and take a meeting. I had to have drugs. I had to have that pill. I had to have that fix. And so progressed and progressed, losing everything. Um, you know, skipping over a lot, but I had married my high school sweetheart. We were now separated. She's left me. I've lost all of my friends and family in and out of rehabs, 12-step, uh, secular type rehabs and it just wasn't clicking for me until one day I just typed into Google, is there, cause I grew up in church. And so I guess mm-hmm. that was something, if this doesn't work, there's gotta be another method besides what the, the secular norm is. And I Googled, is there Christian recovery, addiction recovery and S2L recovery? That's S2, the number two. A lot of times people put TO and sometimes that sends them to a different place, but <laughs> S2L recovery.org. <laughs> .org. No. Uh, and, and I found S2L recovery. And this is about a decade ago when I went there, you know, grow, like I said, I grew up in church, but when I went there, I was around Easter time 
and man, I heard the gospel maybe for the first time. I had ears to hear them. Uh-huh. I would say, I, I don't think the teaching I grew up under was bad. I, I told you I had a great family, but seeing that Easter on that day or on that season, man, God really crushed me, and, and it was a beautiful thing. Uh, I saw this in a new light, and, and I started to hear things like, "Hey, you're a new creation," mm-hmm. and everything in this. Everything that I had heard about addiction, all these meetings that I had gone to, thousands of them, all these places I had gone to, they told me that I was always going to be an addict. I was always going to do this. This is who I was, and I can be in remission, but this is who I am. And when I heard the gospel message, when I heard the message of being free, set free in Christ, that I'm new, hope began to be birthed, and hope is a powerful thing, and I began to grow in that. And I wanted Mm. to know, wait a minute. I don't think God or the Bible understands. You don't know what I've done to come in these doors, brother. Uh-huh. And 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 as I began to grow, how can God? It says even when I was dead in my trespasses, while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Uh, he just I don't think the I don't think they understand the kind of sin that we're talking here. And yeah. so I was like, I want to investigate. I want to investigate. I wanted to know more about it. And God began to grow me, and I began to dive into his word. I want to know more about who he is and who he says I am. And it just began to grow. And all of a sudden things began to happen. I I began to confess sin. I began to, I don't know, no longer allow the shame and the guilt of my past to be rolled in on myself and make it about me. I repented of it and and Mm -hmm. wanted to walk into what a new creation was and kind of coming to the end of the story to where I am today, all of a sudden they offered me an internship, which was a three-month internship. And again, so S2L Recovery is in Middle Tennessee, and I'm from East Tennessee, which is about two and a half hours away. Uh-huh. And so I was like, ah, I'll do the internship, but don't ask me. You know, My wife and I are rekindling things. My family, her family, any career is going to be in East Tennessee. So I'll do the internship. I do kind of feel the Lord calling me to serve and help, so I'll do that. And so at the end of that, of course, they offered me a job. And, you know, at this point, 10 years ago, this was, we're still a nonprofit, but we were three or four staff members at that time. So they offered me a job and they said, Adam, we really want you to, to be on staff here and we think you're called, but hey, we'll offer you $50 a week. And so I was, you know, I gave them the church answer and I said, all right, I'll pray about it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I call, let me call my wife and let's, we're both going to pray about it. Give us three days. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm just being courteous. Yeah. And on the second day of praying about it, my wife's boss comes to her in East Tennessee and says, hey, there's a potential promotion for you, but you have to be willing to move to Middle Tennessee to take it. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, wait a minute. Well, hold on. Okay, God. Okay. I love so, God incidences. Yeah. And so just being faithful and my wife moved here. We plugged into an amazing church just serving and serving and God just opening doors and, and just being righteous and, and wanting to serve him and not about any kind of money or any kind of just the beauty in all of what God's done in my life. I had, I had to duplicate it. And so long story short, over the years, you know, God's positioned me in the place of being the chief executive officer here. I'm a pastor now. We've had amazing growth in the last two years. We're licensed by the state. We have a joint commission accreditation doctor on staff, nurse, clinicians, and now we have about 30 full-time staff members, and God's doing amazing work. Wow. Praise God for that. And it's, I bring this up, I've used this example before, I think, on on the podcast, but I can't help it because it's one of my favorite. It's going to lead me into my next question because it fits with what you said, but 
it just always takes me back when I hear what you said about yourself is that it, to judges where the Midianites are attacking Israel and there's Gideon, he's kind of hiding down in the threshing floor so he can't be seen. And the angel of the Lord pierces to him, says, hail mighty warrior. And here he is kind of a little bit on the scared side to say the least. And he's hiding and he's like looking, I'm sure, is there somebody behind me? Yeah. What mighty warrior are you talking about? And it's because that's who God sees him as and was going to make him into. And it's just like us. We get stuck in looking at what we're doing rather than who we are. Mm. And it's that identity that's so powerful when we let the Holy Spirit loose to be the identity Christ sees us as. So Mm. I think I'm on a track of where you guys maybe go with your counseling. I don't know, but it just sounds like it. And from your documentary, can you tell me more? Does that play a lot into how you work with people? For sure. Yeah. So not only did Gideon have a little lack of confidence, but I mean, if you read, that's one of my, that's interesting you brought that up because that was a very inspirational passage in my, in my growth. Oh, and, and that whole part about mighty man of valor. That's like Navy SEALs and Braveheart. You know, I'm in there. You got me now. Uh-huh. But then you read that and you go back like a few sentences and it was like the Gideon's the least of the least of the yes. least. He's the least of his family. His family's the least of the tribe and the tribe's the least of the area. And so he was the least of the least of the least. And the first words, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, yeah. And so that's exactly our curriculum. Obviously, you know, being Christ centered and faith based, that doesn't mean we exclude doctor. And like I said, we have all those on staff. But our curriculum and what we teach is straight out of Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. If you're listening or you know someone who struggled with an addiction of any kind, the word desire, mm. it means something different, right? It, it's like you hear the story. I've done awful things because of this. And, and you also hear the stories of like children being left in the, people doing crazy things for this desire. And Second yeah. Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says that, we can escape the corruption that's in the world because of sinful desires. So the Bible just said we can escape that. And then it lists these seven principles of growth of, of just, it says that you add to your faith, you supplement Mm -hmm. your faith and it's godliness and goodness and brotherly affection. And it goes down. And so our curriculum is based on those seven principles. Wow. It's called lost and found recovery in Christ. And you know, something very interesting. Have you heard of right now media? Yeah. So a lot of churches have right now media accounts and, you know, they have a lot of, I think they say like 4 million people are subscribed to their resource page. Yeah. Well, they caught wind of the documentary and they asked the same questions you were asking about curriculum and like, Hey, we have nothing really on our site for chemical dependence. That's not 12 step. Okay. And we like this curriculum. Will you please Uh create a video series that goes with your curriculum and let us put it on our site. And so that's live on their site. Now that just happened this month, I believe. Wow. Our last month, we just started October. It just happened less than a month ago. And so our workbooks, our curriculum, it's going out and we're seeing it as a real, the response we're hearing from the church, the capital C church is almost a breath of fresh air. Like, yes, yes, this isn't a surprise to God. You're right. And so you could find the workbooks at s2l.net. And if you have a, the, the videos are on there as well, but they're on um, right now media site. If you have an account there, they're go and watch them and see what you think. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I will bring that up. <laughs> so as you built this program, how did you 
see the the recovery abilities change? What all did you see flex and move over the time that you've been working on this? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you did hit the nail on the head. One of the biggest differences, and I'll talk about kind of what we've seen change. The One of the biggest differences in what we're doing and what the, the norm is, is that identity piece. Mm-hmm. Right. If I call myself an alcoholic or an addict, if I do that, that's psychology 101, right? If yeah. I call a little girl ugly her whole life, she's going to grow up and think she's ugly. Yeah. And so identity is such a key piece, and there's mm-hmm. a clash. There's a, hey, the, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says you've been crucified with Christ. If you're in Christ, you've been crucified with him, and it's no longer you who lives. Yeah. And the new. So, I mean, I don't know. There's a big clash there, and, and I guess just the things that I've seen change— Unfortunately, it's more of the same uh, as a whole way that the world tries to solve it. Okay, no, you got to do it this way. Now that doesn't work. Let's do medication assisted treatment. No, okay. Mm-hmm. And then now they're going to see that that doesn't work. And then it's like, okay, hey, knock, 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 knock. It's not a surprise to God. This is a spiritual issue. It doesn't mean that you don't medically take care of it. Doesn't mean that you don't yeah. have the therapy and licensed counselors involved to deal with the root issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that you don't make faith-based secondary; you make right. it primary. Yeah, boy, that's that's good. And do you find, uh, Adam, that as a pastor, this is what I see at least, is that the same things happening in, in so many other areas that really the pathway is kind of the same. People are out there. If it's not drugs, then they can be addicted to money, power, sex. You know, Porn. we can go down the list. And it really comes back to our identity Mm. and the fulfillment of the person God wants us to be in that identity. Because he he has purpose for us. He has stuff he wants us to do. But if we don't realize that, we're always living under the uh, shame and guilt of the old person, then that drives us to these other things. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, it's it's sanctification. Yeah. It's it's discipleship. It's sanctification. That's why some of the feedback on our curriculum actually— uh, even maybe one of the higher ups at right now media, but a few pastors have said this to me too. They're thinking about taking the whole church small group, small groups through the lost and found curriculum because it's, it's just biblical. It's just sanctification. Yes. And, and that's kind of what I was thinking as you were talking. It just seems like it, it covers every area. Yeah, it really does. And, and I mean, it, it's, for any issue, as you said, on this side of glory, any issue, the Bible's clear on how to just go and read the passage, and I'm, I'm sure I've read it a hundred times, you've read it a hundred times, but when you go yeah. and read it, it's like, well, God said it right here, so be it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, wow, he really just—we can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes from sinful desires. Therefore, add, supplement your faith, these things. And then, so we dive into these things, though. That's what That was the, kind of what the Scripture is, and the author of that book is Bruce Stanley, and he's actually on staff. He's our—he's a pastor on staff. He's our chief operating officer as well. But, I mean, we go into those things because it's important at different levels. A small group might dive into it at more advanced level, but when I came to rehab, mm-hmm. and when most guys come to rehab, and the very first principle is virtue or goodness, that you're going to grow your faith with goodness and virtue, hey, I was shooting heroin three days ago. I don't know what good is, yeah. Yeah. right? Right. Like what is good? And so we dive into that. And well, the Bible says that God is good, right? Uh-huh. And so we we break these down and we really have a lot of different teachings and complementary verses and growth in these things. All the while, guys are having medical appointments with our doctor and nurse. They're having clinical wow. sessions once a week with our licensed clinicians. But the key is 
your doctors, your clinicians, your nurses need to have a biblical worldview. Right. right? And if they do, then it is, it is harmonious. It is beautiful. Oh, amen. That's great. Well, take us in through kind of what's going on with the opioid addictions and everything that are happening today. As you and I were talking about before we got on, things are getting worse, not better. Oh, yeah. And then how that leads into the documentary that you did and what you're looking to have that documentary do. Yeah. So we started working on the documentary at the beginning of last year at the start of the pandemic. And it was Mm -hmm. because we knew, I mean, it wasn't obviously, I think if you're in this space, you've probably heard the new data that's come out to where there was a 30 percent jump in overdose deaths in 2000. Well, that wasn't a surprise to us. And, and, and yeah, the some of the pandemic, the COVID-19 situation play into that. Absolutely. But it's been rising. It, it's not a surprise that this stuff is happening. So 30% went from 70 to, I think, 93,000 overdose deaths. And I honestly believe that that number is actually low. Not that I'm happy about that, but the realistic thing when it comes to death certificates and the time that it takes to get that data and how that's processed and what's put on the death. I think the number is probably a lot more than 93,000. And that wow. doesn't include alcohol deaths. That's strictly drug overdose. Mm. And so you add in alcohol deaths and it's like, okay, so kind of rolling into the film, uh, no desire to ever make a film. I'm an old Tennessee boy, right? Mm. I, I played sports and so artistic things and cameras, no desire. I love movies, but I don't I don't know that anything about them. Mm-hmm. So beginning of 2020 all of a sudden now we're all locked down right and the whole world it seems like and and what becomes really popular well now all of a sudden these documentaries are becoming super popular you have the the last dance with michael jordan and what was that the social dilemma the tiger king right (laughs) and all of these documentaries started becoming popular and 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 it was time for us to kind of do a promo video, kind of a refresh or promo video. If you go to our website, you see there's like a three minute promo video and it's mm-hmm. been on there for a while. And so I contacted a buddy of mine who's gifted in videography. I said, Hey, I'm going to make a, a promo video. And then one night, I think I was watching a documentary and uh, really felt the Lord saying, Hey, this is bigger than S2L. Hmm. This is bigger than just one ministry, which lined up with our vision from our vision cast retreat three months before where we felt God saying that revival's coming through this, through recovery. And we say here, from the rooms of recovery to the revival of a nation. And we really believe that that's going to happen, and that is happening. Hmm. So basically what that calling rolled into is like, hey, make something for everyone. Make something for the church. Make something for all of these nonprofits, the Christ-centered programs. Make something to wake up the sleepers. Yeah. And our yes was on the table. I'll be honest with you, though. Bruce, if, if I knew yeah. what I know now about making a film then, I would have uh-huh. been a lot more hesitant to make a film. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. So a lot, huh? Hours of just filming and traveling to setting up lights and cameras and audio, <laughs> and and that's just the easy part, right? And then you go yeah. into post-production, and it's the editing, and it's the sound. There's so much to go. Because the commitment was, yes, God, we will. And, I, and we're not going to do it. We're going to do it well. We're going to do it our best. And so right. whatever that takes. And so just everything fell into place from getting to meet with Zach Williams and Casting Crowns Mark Hall and some of these pastors and politicians mm. and these other organizations coming together, no longer fighting with each, you know, not fighting, but there's a little bit of tension if you're sure quote unquote a rival church or a rival ministry, which is designed by the enemy, I think, to keep us from thriving. But 
all of these things came together and, and it just, we feel like it, it's done a great thing and, and we feel like God's going to use it in a mighty way. I was actually just this week, Monday night, I was in East Tennessee, pretty big church in East Tennessee was doing a, um, they asked us if we could do a special screener for their celebrate recovery group, which is a few hundred people. Yeah. And so we did it and I got word. I drove back late that night cause I had a radio thing in the, on Tuesday morning on the road back that night, I got a text from someone, a pastor, someone saying, Hey, three people gave their life to Christ after that, oh. after the, the viewing of it. And it was one of those moments where I just teared up and I was just like, wow, God, okay, yeah. that's fruit right there. If that nothing else happens, thank you. Because, you know, you put all your time and there's money and resources into this. You, you want some kind of confirmation that, all right, God, I know you called me to this, but it was a pretty cool moment. And Boy, so, that's great affirmation. Yeah, for sure. So birth the forgotten pandemic. If you heard back from other groups, have many groups seen this yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So a lot of really good feedback. So it's, it's, it's all at the forgotten You could go there, you could purchase it, you could rent it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason being is because we've been told that there's interest from one or two major streaming services like Netflix, pure flicks. Oh, good. And if it's out there for free or if it's on another um, non-exclusive site, they yeah. won't make an offer. And so uh. I think I'm supposed to hear this week or next week from pure flicks. But there's been a few offers already made from some smaller uh, streaming services that want it on their platform. And, and I'm just like, hold on just a second. I want it to be, to be seen by the most people. And if Pure Flix or someone like that or Netflix takes it, that's going to be seen by so many people. And they won't let me do it if, I, if I'm doing it with you. Right. Um, but And then just, uh, I don't know, there's probably been, I don't know, three or 400 people that have watched it just that I know of. And I mean, the feedback's been incredible, even just with your words and very kind words in the opening. We've, we've heard really yeah. good feedback from it. I loved it. It was very impactful. Anything else uh, you it's want? It's controversial to too. I mean, in, in this yeah. case, it's the things that I've said on this podcast and the things that are said even more so in the documentary, it's controversial. It goes against the rub of the secular norm. And it's when you kind of step into that space, you're also stepping into some people's pockets, unfortunately. Yeah. That's maybe one of the scariest things is that it's going to cause a lot, and it already has to an extent, but it's there's going to be a lot of pushback of people saying, that, oh, you know, <laughs> whatever they're going to say. So that's something all of us can be praying for you and your ministry please, for. Please, yes. Yeah. So if, if I'm listening to the podcast, anything else you can tell me about where I go to get help, what I need to do again, or just reiterate some of the places I can watch the film, that kind of thing over again? Absolutely. The documentary called The Forgotten Pandemic, that's just at theforgottenpandemic.com. All of our resources, including the workbook, the video series, we have some things like a t-shirt for, for sale there that goes towards our scholarship fund. That's at s2l.net. And then for our all-male residential treatment facility that's in Middle Tennessee, but we get guys from all over the country flying into Nashville and we pick them up. That's at s the number two l recovery dot org, s two l recovery dot org, and then our podcast. Like I said, we have like fifty five episodes of a podcast called Life After Addiction, and mm-hmm. we just and that's anywhere you can find podcast. During the pandemic and making the documentary, we kind of took a hiatus of it, 
Yeah. And we just launched this week on Tuesday. Every Tuesday we're coming back and, and now it's still going to be everywhere where you could find podcasts, but we're doing it video. So it's on our YouTube channel. S 2 L studio is what the YouTube channel S the number two L studio. And it's called life after addiction. And basically we just talk about the title. There is life after addiction. There's some mm. humor there, but we get pretty serious and get, we've recorded a few episodes, but we've only released one, but yeah, we get pretty serious. We get um, me and the co-host named Ryan Chedister. We, we talk about life after addiction. One last question uh, before we go. If I'm listening and I'm nervous and maybe all I have is a phone, is there a phone number that I can call and talk to somebody? Absolutely. And, and I'll just tell you, if you're listening and you're nervous, know yeah. that that's normal. Know that that's how you're supposed to feel. Not that, that it's good to feel that way, but that's the way that things are right now for you. You're, you're struggling, you're fearful. Uh, and so call this number. If you're a male, uh, we partner with some amazing Christ centered female places that we could give resources to as well. But if you're a male, the number is 888-241-8546. So 888-241-8546. And you'll call in to one of our recovery specialists and they'll talk with you about the options and if we have a bed available and scholarship and all of this stuff. And so, yeah. And I, and obviously I'm, uh, I'm biased about mm-hmm. this place being the best on the planet. Cause this is where I found freedom from addiction, <laughs> uh, but also it's where I, I serve. And so, yeah, really appreciate it, Adam. God bless you. Thank you for all you're doing. We'll pray for you and your ministry and protection and keep the evil one away from uh, the disunity and everything else that can come about from stuff you're doing, especially when it's effective in the world. Thank you very much. And uh, you have a blessed day and, and we'll look forward to maybe catching you down the road. Yes, sir. Amen. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Adam.